I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Like a Midas touch by the very first time, I make decisions with my wallet, not my mind. Hello, and welcome to Too Much Money, the podcast that asks, does being a billionaire make you crazy or do you need to be crazy to be a billionaire? I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Joe Piazza. And we're your hosts. We are not billionaires. No, no, we are not. Um, But we are fascinated by billionaires, and that's why we wanted to go deep on some of the wildest, weirdest, and quite honestly, most wasteful stories about how billionaires have spent their money. So today we are bringing you the story of an Orange County, California hedge funder who got into a multi-year feud with his neighbor over a statue in his yard that cost a million dollars. Yeah, you know. Yeah, just give me, gives me, gives me like the shivers. Right, right. Because it's like they clearly had nothing better to do than get into a years long feud over million dollar statues. Paying a million dollars for a single statue. Yeah. It just... Knocks me, knocks. I, I was about to say, knocks my socks off. Like my, like my aunt Mary would have said, knocks yeah. my socks off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Let's talk about this story. But before we get into like the actual details of the story, I know you've been to Southern California. Oh yes, and yes. I want to just I like just just left. Southern you just California, left SoCal. Actually. I, I want to yes. just like set the scene for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in Laguna Beach, which some might say is the ultimate like SoCal beach town. Right. I'm in my head when you say Laguna Beach. First off, I think about the show Laguna Beach. Yes. And the introduction to that show and also the hills and just like the sweeping Mm -hmm. The sweeping, like, beautiful beach and yes. the houses overlooking yes. the ocean with all the glass. Yes. So yes. Yeah. We're talking, like, beautiful houses, beautiful views, beautiful people. <laughs> but, you know, the, the hills and Laguna Beach and then the other shows about Orange County, like The Real Housewives, The O.C., 
Right. Sing. I was oh yes, yes, yes. The OC, the OC, OC theme song is what had started to play in my head. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. California. Yeah. We should play that. I mean, we definitely should get the rights to that song. We can't afford the <laughs> license on that, but we could we could Easy. maybe hum it at some point. Um but what I was gonna say is like, you know, I said the beautiful houses, the beautiful views, the beautiful people, but as we kind of see on all of these shows. There's often much more just sort of like lingering and lurking beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. You of know? course there is. Right. It's not all just mm-hmm. like shimmering oceans and blonde hair. There's like, there's some intrigue. There's some not mm-hmm. so great and, stuff that goes on. And resentment. I am. And resentment. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is what I'm here for. I'm. This is what I'm here for because I... I think in like every billionaire story, I want to know the moment where something goes a little right. off. What is that moment? And in this story, is it does it involve the theme song from Gilligan's Island? And what I can tell you is the answer is yes. What? I know. We'll get to that. Okay. So we're in Orange County. We're on a beautiful stretch of the South Pacific Coast Highway, PCH. Highway 1, the highway that runs along the coast in most of California. And I think almost wherever you go on PCH, the real estate is pricey. Like we're talking millions or tens of millions of dollars. And in this instance, we are talking about one of the most exclusive stretches in Orange County. Okay. okay. And we have so the two, richest, the richest of the rich. The richest, richest of the rich. Of the rich. And yeah. we have two houses. One was given the name Rockledge by the Sea by one of its previous owners, and a real estate listing described it as, and I quote, one of the most extraordinary oceanfront compounds in Laguna Beach. The house is 10,000 square feet. The lot is almost an acre. And remember, we are on the beach. Right. So we're on an acre lot on the beach. The primary bedroom suite alone is nearly 3,000 square feet, which is like basically twice the size of my house. Bigger than, bigger than, yeah, bigger than my entire house. Yeah. So that's just the primary bedroom suite. There's an eight person elevator. There's three guest suites with ocean views. There's a kitchen and a caterer's kitchen. Mm, You need a caterer's kitchen. We need a caterer's kitchen because this is a home. This is a home for grand entertaining. Mm-hmm. This is well, a also, home. You know, you know that it's a pricey hot, like a, a grand home, because it has a name. Someone named oh, that home. Someone named it. Someone mm-hmm. named it. My home does not have a name. Does your no? No, mine does doesn't either. Okay, all right. Mine doesn't okay. either. Um, so in July 2018, Rockledge by the Sea is purchased by a man named Bill Gross mm-hmm. and his girlfriend Amy Schwartz, and they move in in 2019. But this is their weekend home. Oh, well, obviously. Come on. This is clearly the way that you've been describing it. You know, when you have a 3,000 square foot master bedroom, that's that's the kind of place you want to be on the weekends. That's not your day. That's not your everyday house. No, it's it's honestly, it's a little cramped. A little cramped. Yeah. I need more space. They need more space. Their main house is just up the road in Newport Beach. Like, it's not far away. Newport Beach is like the next town. Um, And they also have another home in a city called Indian Wells, which is near Palm Springs. 
mm-hmm. um, which people might be familiar with because there is a famous tennis tournament that happens in Indian Wells every March. I was but, not familiar with that, but I, I know where Palm Springs is. I am familiar. Yes, with you know where Palm Springs is, and Indian mm-hmm. Wells is a is a very it's a pretty fancy place. A lot of retirees live there. There's a lot of tennis and golf, and Amy and Bill both really like to play golf. So that's where they spend a lot of their time. Great. So they've so, got three, three houses. Three houses. Three houses. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they move in. And not long after they move in, Bill gives Amy a present. It's nice. It is so, nice. Yeah, it's like, what are, nice. What, are, what are some things that, like, you might think you would get from your partner, like, as a just, like, a nice gift? As a nice gift from my partner. Yeah. I am trying to think of the last nice thing that my partner got me. A pickleball net. A pickleball net. Yes. That's a pick, really a pickleball. Really a pickleball net. It's a nice, thoughtful yeah. thing. Yeah. Um I got a book. You got a nice hardcover new release. That's also really thoughtful. Also really thoughtful. Yeah. Yep. And um that's where we're at. What about yeah. you? What's Matt coming you lately? Um, what? Well, Matt took me out to a really nice dinner for my birthday. Mm, okay, yeah, which that's I really, nice. which I really appreciated. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got yeah. And, yeah, he got me a gift card for uh some a new tennis racket. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 These are these are nice things. These, these are nice, nice thoughtful things. things. These are thoughtful so, things. So what? It, I assume is that what Bill got Amy? Um, well, like no, not not exactly. Uh, Bill got Amy a one million dollar sculpture. Oh, by is it, is it made of diamonds? Well, it is made <laughs> by the glass artist Dale Chihuly. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe, are you familiar with Dale Chihuly? I am not familiar with Dale Chihuly, but for a million dollars, I'm hoping. That his glass sculptures come with J-Lo serenading you as he <laughs> unveils it. Unfortunately, they do not. Um, yeah. So if you if you are familiar with the name Dale Chihuly, you are probably familiar with him because, and this is how I first encountered him, um, from his most famous installation, which is a glass sculpture on the ceiling of the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. The sculpture, the stained glass. Yeah, but like, it's not. It's not it's, stained know, glass. Like, it kind of looks like glass bottles, kind of like coming it's down. Blown, it's blown glass. Blown glass. It's lots of yeah. flowers. Uh huh. Like uh-huh. glass flowers. Uh-huh. It hasn't. The 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 sculpture has a name, much like the home. Much like the house. Much like the home. The, much like the, the home. glass sculpture mm-hmm. on the in the Bellagio is called Fiore di Como. Mm-hmm. Um, it was commissioned mm-hmm. by Steve Wynn, who was then the owner of the Bellagio for its opening in 1998. The sculpture itself is 2,100 square feet and cost $10 million in 1998. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is now, $25 million or something. $25 million. Yeah. Um, Dale Chihuly is is probably the most well-known glass artist in the world or certainly I would say the most well-known like outside of the glass world. Right. Yeah. Um, His sculptures are very colorful. They often evoke themes in nature, like flowers, the ocean, et cetera, et cetera. Jellyfishes. 
Yes, yes, that is a like right. water lilies, jellyfish, water lilies, jellyfishes, yes. exactly made out of glass, exactly. And I've seen, I've seen this in person. I know that I've seen this in person at the Bellagio, and I just, I don't think that I knew that it was a priceless work of art. You were, you did not know you were I in the presence it. of glass greatness. I didn't. No, and you know no. that's okay. That's okay. But now you know, know better, do better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Next mm-hmm. time. You'll be aware next time. Next time, yeah. yeah. Next time, next time, I'll be. I will experience awe. You will, will exactly. So yeah. you know, Joe, you can you can buy a bowl from Dale Chihuly on his on his website, and it will cost you anywhere between six and eight thousand dollars. So you could have a Dale Chihuly piece in your home okay. for the 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 low low price of six to for 8, the low 000. low price of six to so about what I would pay for childcare. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. okay, so anyway, Bill gets a sculpture for Amy. It's 22 feet long. It's like a series of orbs in different shades of blue. And then these tall sort of like blue spiky things that are sticking up from the orbs and also from the ground. And it like it looks vaguely oceany. Um, the LA Times described it as an artwork that can be lighted at night and features cobalt-colored reeds stretching nearly 10 feet in height, swimming marlin and globes inspired by traditional blown glass Japanese fishing boats. I'm taking, I'm lo- I'm taking a look right now. I'm okay. Right Do now. you need me to send you the, the image or have you found it on? No. On oh, no, I'm here. Oh, I'm oh, here. I'm just, okay. I'm trying to find words is the thing. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's huh. Yes. And that was a million dollars. I yes. mean, I... I like art. I do. And I'm not yes. one of those people that walks into the MoMA or a fancy museum right. and looks at a Jackson Pollock and says, my kid could do that. I get yes. like, I get it. I get yes. art is in the eye of the beholder. But I don't fully get this. It's 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 like okay. I look at it I'm like it's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Is it one million dollars? Nice. No. To each, to each of so, them. So, his. well, Amy would disagree with you. Amy Schwartz, Bill's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She loves mm-hmm. the sculpture. She Good. she is interviewed at one point and says, since I have no children of my own, they are like my babies. They being the orbs, I suppose. My is mother. The orbs? Or the-, my, or, the, or the reeds. We don't know. <laughs> My mother, who has Alzheimer's, and I pray to them, and she enjoys looking at them because it's her favorite color and makes her smile. I'm glad that this this sculpture makes Amy so so happy. This makes her right? very happy. Yeah, but what this is they, this is clearly her love language. This this million dollar sculpture is her love language. But what she and Bill don't realize initially is that like the sculpture is just out there; it's exposed to the elements. Mm-hmm. So we've got palm fronds, we've got leaves, we've got debris. It all is like attracted to the sculpture. And sometime in early 2020, the sculpture is damaged to the tune of $100,000, supposedly from a palm frond, which now that I live in Southern California, I'm familiar with palm fronds. They are much heavier than they look. So, you know, I could see a world where a palm frond falls on this somewhat delicate looking sculpture. And does damage it. But like, what kind of like, what do you expect? It's outside. (laughs) It's outside. Yeah. It's outside. Um, 
So he and Amy decide to put up netting to protect the sculpture from the elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a quick note before we go any farther about the geography of these houses, like they're very expensive and it is on an acre lot, but they're very close together. Like you can basically see inside everyone's houses and mm-hmm. you can see into people's yards, like from the upstairs of the houses. Um, there's not a ton of privacy. So like when Amy expensive real estate. So yeah, obviously they're very close together at the point. Is it there that they're overlooking the ocean? They're overlooking the ocean. Because you're looking outside. Yes. Okay. Um, so for things like Amy's 50th birthday party slash concert with Kenny Loggins. Oh, the whole the whole neighborhood can kind of like hear and like a lot of them can see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And their next door neighbors, who are a couple named Mark Tofik or Taufik, mm-hmm. Taufik. Um, and his wife Carol Nakahara, they let their house be used for filming an episode of Dwayne the Rock Johnson's TV show Ballers. Oh, and okay, that's nice of that. Bill and but Bill and Amy are not pleased because if you've ever seen a like a movie or TV show shoot, you know that it comes with like a massive production crew. There's all these all these trucks and equipment and noise and lights and they're doing night shoots and blah 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 that aside the sculpture and the lighting oh they also have lighting on the sculpture at this point well so they can see it it up at night you want to see it at night yes but this is like a bridge too far for tofik and nakahara they complain that the netting in particular has ruined their picture perfect view of the pacific ocean carol calls it quote legitimately like a big soccer net and they file a complaint with the city of laguna beach and laguna beach sends out an inspector in july 2020 and gross is cited for not having the proper permits for the sculpture the lighting or the netting and this is where things start to get like very weird so we're going to take a look. Weirder than, we're about to get weirder. You're we're telling about me to get weird. Yeah, we, we're about we to haven't get weird. been weird so okay. far at all. All right. Um, no. We're, we're going to take a little break. And then after the break, we're going to hear how Bill and Amy respond. And, and I will get to the Gilligan's Island theme. I can't wait. I promise. Okay. We're here. We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, we are back. And I am just going to give you... I, I know I said I was going to get to the the Gilligan's Island theme, but I feel like it is important to just like know who Bill Gross is. Yeah. I think like, so what I need to know from you is how, why is he so rich? That's what yeah. I always want to yep. know. Where does this money come from? Yep. Is it family money? Yep. Is he a self-made man? And mm-hmm. what about Amy? Yep. What about Amy? Does she yep. come from money? What do we yep. know? Yep. Okay. So Bill Gross is a billionaire, but he's not just any billionaire. He is the Bond King. He mm. is the guy who revolutionized bond trading and started the investment management firm PIMCO, which might sound familiar to people because of the Varsity Blues college admissions scandal because one of the PIMCO, I think maybe the the CEO was like caught up, not not Bill Gross, um, mm-hmm. he was caught up in the Varsity Blues and I believe went to jail. Oh. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's an aside. Um, like, I don't think I can, like, understate just how big of an impact this guy had on the financial world from his office in Newport Beach, California, from the early 1970s through the 2010s. And he did not come from a super wealthy background. He was born in Ohio in 1944. He moved to San Francisco with his family when he was 10. His dad was in sales for a steel company. His mother was a housewife. So not like an enormously wealthy background, not a poor mm-hmm. one. I would say, like, probably like upper middle class. Um, right. Yeah. He goes to Duke University in the early 60s. And while he's there, something happens to him that completely changes the trajectory of his life, which is he gets into a car accident in 1966, Mm. which is his senior year of college. And while he's recovering, he reads a book called Beat the Dealer, a winning strategy for the game of 21, which most people probably know as Blackjack. Uh, Blackjack. Blackjack. Yes. Blackjack. Mm -hmm. So he decides to go to Vegas with $200 in his pocket, like $200 in cash, and he starts essentially counting cards. Um, he eventually makes more than $10,000, which he uses to go to business school at UCLA. And Bill was always like an extreme person. He once ran 125 miles from San Francisco to Carmel, California, over six days on a dare. And the oh. last five miles, he had a ruptured kidney. <laughs> Wow. And he just said, screw it. I'm going to said, screw going. it. I'm doing this. Yeah. He yeah. was also, and this is important for our story. He was also someone who held a grudge. So he had wanted to play basketball at Duke, but he got cut from the team. And I read this biography of him that described it as, quote, an insult he would nurse for decades. Wow. I respect that. I like a grudge holder. I do. As I as, mean, as kind of a grudge holder myself, I like someone that'll hold a grudge for that long. He Got will it. hold a freaking grudge. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't want to get like too much in the financial weeds, but like 
let's just say by the 2010s, he has amassed a fortune of two and a half billion dollars. And he's giving money away. He's also married to a woman named Sue Gross. Okay. Um, oh, this is pre-Amy. This is for pre-Amy. Amy. Okay. Yeah. He's pretty much considered a genius in the financial markets, but has always been kind of socially awkward. And in 2013, just as his fund has its worst year since 1994, his demeanor at work also changes. And he had always been like a tough boss, but now he starts getting like pretty nasty, even to people sort of high up at the firm. And he leaves PIMCO in 2014 and joins a rival firm. And in the press, it's painted as Gross had been behaving, quote, erratically. Um, and in 2015, he sues PIMCO for constructive termination and breach of contract. Um, and this is what, uh, the writer Mary Childs had to say about this lawsuit in her 2022 book, The Bond King. Mm. This is a quote. Every time, every time you say that, I think that I think about the Sausage King of Chicago. Oh, Totally. Um, Gross's determination to beat PIMCO in the market and in court consumed him for all his riches and for his old age he commuted and clocked into work every day trapped by his own inability to let go even if a better self wanted to be golfing in indian wells all the time he could not indulge now the thing that got him out of bed was to triumph over those who had overthrown him and his undying desire to quote prove it to show them Wow. So this is the person we are dealing with here. This is who we're dealing with. This is who we're dealing with. And then in November 2016, his wife, Sue, files for divorce. And, you know, I'm going to can't blame Sue. Yeah. So Bill is allegedly blindsided, even though for all intents and purposes, they've been separated since the summer. And she was living in one of their other she was living in their other houses. They had other houses in Corona Del Mar, which is in Orange mm. County, and they had an LA house. And the last straw is a dinner that they have in October where he demands to know whether she's coming back. So he gets angry. She walks out. He chases her to her car and screams, That's what you always do. You run. And she does. Why leave. do we know so much about this? Well, because it all came out in their divorce proceedings oh of course of in course. december I love, I love rich people's divorce proceedings you find so out so he, much fun shit he texts her in december and says feel peaceful while you can war of the roses ahead and i can predict the winner another email that he sends from his work account says you are a piece of work and surely not a friend for a long time coward too to not say why you really wanted a divorce I feel utterly betrayed and will not shy from letting people know. Yeah, he's vindictive. He's real vindictive. And Sue Gross is like, okay, well, I can play dirty. So she freezes the checking account for the couple's foundation, which costs the charity almost $3 million in tax penalties. Bill says that Sue, quote, showed up uninvited at the Laguna Beach compound, screaming at housekeepers and pool cleaners to leave her house once she allegedly arrived with an armed security guard. Court documents also indicate that sheriff's deputies were called more than once. She also allegedly takes a Tiffany clock from his bathroom, another clock that came from the Kennedy White House, 20 bottles of wine, Christmas decorations, and a thousand pound statue. Oh, okay. 
She's just, I feel like she, it's like supermarket sweep. Like she's just like, I'm going to take this and this and this and like, just like, <laughs> like random shit. Random um, shit. Just, she just, she's just walking through that house. Going, yes. You know, and this multi-million dollar statue. Right. And exactly. that fork. I want that fork and that mug. I'm also just like, how do you just take a thousand pound statue? Like, that's right. hard to move. It's, yeah, that's not just going in the trunk of your car. Man. No, like she planned this. But Bill totally. Bill is a real, uh, like I would say he probably subscribes to the idea like if they go low, we go lower. Because what he does next. Joe, are you ready? Oh, oh I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. He buys sprays that smell like farts and puke. No. Nope. No, he doesn't. You weren't ready. No, you weren't ready. I wasn't ready. I was not ready. I thought you were going to say, oh, well, you know, he had get his lawyer call and demand the statue back. And mm. okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. I didn't Parts... even know you could buy you could buy these things. Yeah. But... He spritzes their main residence with them and mm-hmm. Sue finds mm-hmm. the empty spray bottles in their trash. She also finds dead fish and dirt in the air vents. The cord to the treadmill cut. She finds flowers decapitated in their pots. All the remote controls are missing. She finds balls of human hair in the drawers. She also finds the hair. Whose hair? I be- also I love the remote control. I love the- I love the missing remote control. I knew this guy in high school named Tommy. Uh-huh. Who, when people would throw parties, he'd steal the remote, and that was like his thing. And I was like, oh, "God, that this is the so best mean. fucking prank ever!" Because that is so was this, mean. Like, you could buy a universal remote, but that was back when the remote control really mattered. Yes, there was no yes. Amazon. You'd have to yes. go to Best Buy. Yes, yes. So also, so Sue had painted portraits of their three cats on pieces of furniture. What and furniture? Do you know? What I don't kind? know, but I do know that she comes to find the eyes and mouths scratched out of the portraits of the cats. The cat. Okay. She also hires um, a private private investigator to follow her, and they file restraining orders against each other. I would um, hope so. I, I don't want these people to ever be in the same room ever again she ends up spending almost 40 million dollars on houses in their irvine cove neighborhood in laguna so that bill can't buy them and he finally gets one for 36 million dollars in cash um his son stops speaking to him after sue files for divorce and in 2019, Bill tries to block the sale of three very rare stamps that he had given to his son, whose name is Nick. And Nick tells mm. the New York Post there was never an agreement that the stamps would not be sold. This is another example of my father's bad and vindictive behavior, which is why I've had to distance myself from him. If he would like to have the stamps back, he's welcome to buy them at auction. Okay. So, how, Wait, do we, do we know how much the stamps were worth? Yes. So the estimate for the stamps was $3.4 million, but they end up selling for only one point nine mm-hmm. because of all this, like, bad publicity and There's bad juju around these stamps now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. totally. Totally. I, yeah. I, w- I would definitely ask for a discount on stamps with such bad juju. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, so that all brings us back to this burgeoning fight with his neighbors. So as you may recall, in July 2020, Mark Tofik Taufik gets the city Mark, of Laguna. Mark Tofik. Oh. Mark Tofik. Now I'm thinking about Topic from The Cutting Edge. You're bringing up so many good 80s movies from me right um, He gets the, you know, he got the city of Laguna Beach to cite the grosses. Mm-hmm. They're married by this point after they put up the okay. netting. And they are pissed. Bill and Amy are pissed. So what what do they do? I mean, this is a guy who sprayed farts in his ex-wife's house. Sprayed, he just sprayed he just sprayed that house full of farts. So mm-hmm. Bill and Amy start blasting music at all hours from speakers that they set up like mm-hmm. right on the property line. And remember, the houses are very close together. So close. Right. So they're blasting Led Zeppelin, 50 Cent, and more bizarrely, the theme songs from Green Acres and Gilligan's Island. This is not a three-hour tour that I want to be on. No, no. Mm -hmm. So three days after the the Laguna Inspector comes out, they're playing this music at almost midnight, and their neighbor texts them to ask them to turn it down. And Bill responds by saying, peace on all fronts, or we'll just have nightly concerts, big boy. Big boy. Big point. I want to stop Big for one point. second. Yes, and just please. throw out there: these are grown-ass human beings. Yeah. Thank you. These are grown-up humans who have been pro- very professionally successful in the world, mm-hmm. behaving like fraternity boys. Oh yeah, yeah. Worse, 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 worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, more money, more problems. I mean, yeah. So we're going to take another and then we're going to talk a little bit more about this feud. And and it and it escalates to the point if you thought things were like absurd up to now, they get even wilder. So we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. So when we left off, we have Bill and Amy Gross. They're blasting music at their neighbors. But they strike first. They sue them in October for invasion of privacy. They claim that Mark had been spying on them, photographing them, and filming them, quote, including in various stages of undress while they swam in the pool. I don't, you know, don't skinny dip. 
And the next day, Mark Tofik sues them for harassment. And at this point, we're like off to the races. Like we've got lawsuits. We're paying lawyers. We're just like anything goes at this point. Right. right. Um, everyone is suing everyone. Everyone is suing everyone. Okay. Also, also keep in mind, this is 20. This is summer 2020. We're in the height of the pandemic. We are pre-vaccine and they're going to court in Santa Ana. And so in the book Bond King, um, she writes, they testified that they just enjoy music, in particular the theme from Gilligan's Island. And Bill says, we've learned lyrics and we act together with hands and pointing. It's like a little play. We play it because it makes us real happy. Half the time we start dancing and when we finish, we're looking at each other like it's a good time. Kenna, we all did a lot of lot of strange things during the pandemic. Um, and this might be the strangest one that I've heard so far. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Amy says that the Gilligan's Island theme song was special to them because the summer before they learned that Newport Harbor was featured in the opening credits and the view at another home that they own there was identical to a clip from the credits. Well, then. Well, then. You know, isn't that that's special? That is special. That is a reason to play the Gilgan's Island theme song on repeat. If my if I had that view from one of my many homes, I would probably uh, commemorate uh, it as well. Yeah. yeah. So they they she says, I love that song. It's a very special song. Mm-hmm. Um there's one court exhibit, which is a video of Gross, of Bill, crouching in his boxers behind the wall abutting the two properties. You can hear 50 cents in the club. Oh, and mm-hmm. Bill Another is a classic. Bill is dancing. He's pointing his fingers and swaying as mm-hmm. Mark films him. And after a while, Bill crouches, kind of hiding. The 50 Cent song peers out and the music changes to the Gilligan's Island theme. (gasps) Bill looks up, sees his neighbor's camera and says, we're going to subpoena that boy. So you'd better erase it. That's harassment. Harassment. (laughs) And again, this is an old white man. Yes. He's in his 70s. Yeah. An yeah. old white man in yeah. his underwear. Yeah. Okay. I, just want everyone, I just want everyone to have that image in their heads. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they try to settle. The neighbor declined and said that he would donate the total that everyone had already spent to Orange County Food Banks. And the neighbor says, no way. This is Bill Gross trying to buy his way out of accountability for his horrible behavior. Um. And in December 2020, the judge sides with the neighbor and says that Bill and Amy had indeed been harassing him, harass, harassing them. Um, but that's not what the judge, the judge, the judge rules that Bill and Amy were harassing their neighbors, not that their neighbors were harassing them. Um, and she bars Bill and Amy from coming within five yards of the neighbors, except when they're on their own property. 
She bans them from because playing. the houses are right next to each other. Exactly. She bans them from playing music above 60 decibels outside their home when no one is in the backyard pool area. There's a three year restraining order. She tosses Gross's claim of harassment. And he says that he is disappointed in the outcome, but he's going to abide by the terms of the decision. Mm-hmm. Joe? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Do you think he abides by the terms of this agreement? No. No. Good answer. No. I'm Good gonna answer. Go, I'm going to go with, I don't go with, no, I don't trust Bill as far as I could throw him. Well, okay. So in July, 2021, Amy takes a video of her and Bill in the pool at night. And I'm going to play you the audio from this video. Mm-hmm. We're outside. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're outside. Yes, we are. What? Um, what? And yeah, so... They're in the they're in the pool and um, Amy is in the foreground and Bill's in the background kind of on a pool noodle. And he's Mm -hmm. doing the thing again with his fingers where he's sort of like dancing. Right. But. Yeah. I just again, these are grown up human beings. These are grown people. Grown. We're we're in the pool. Okay. Okay. So their neighbor calls the police. Mm-hmm. And in October, a judge finds them guilty of contempt of court for violating the terms of their restraining order. But they were in the pool. They were outside. They were outside. But they're harassing them. That is harassment. Yeah. Um, they get suspended sentences for five days in jail. They have to pay a thousand dollar fine and they're barred from playing music outside at their home at any time. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, the judge says there was a colossal disconnect between the grosses self-serving testimony and their professed desire to comply with the court orders and their actions in defying them. What the court viewed on the videos is nothing short of unadorned contempt. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No. In that, in, in that case. No. <laughs> um, so, then, then in 2022, there's kind of a resolution. Um, what happens is, like, no one really wins. You know, no one, no one, no one wins in this situation. No one is going to win, bro. <laughs> because with everything that these these individuals have done, no one wins. Totally. No one wins. No one looks good. No one looks good here. No one looks good. So they do get approval by the Laguna Beach Design Review Board and the city of Laguna Beach to keep the statue up. Mm-hmm. But they have to remove the netting. Oh, no. What's going to happen with the palm fronds? And it's just sitting out there, unprotected. Just out there. Unprotected. Just out there. And it From, can't be it can't be illuminated after 10 p.m. Oh no! How will they see it from the pool? How will they see it from the pool when they're outside in the pool? <sighs> so you know, 
in the end, the neighbors wanted this sculpture to be fully removed altogether, and they did not get that. Right. But Bill did not get everything he wanted either. Um, and yeah. Wow. This... That is a case. That is, I mean, you know, sometimes you start a story and I wonder, is this a case of too much money? Mm-hmm. What is your verdict here, Joe? Too much money. Too much money. <laughs> too much money. Too much money. It's just too much money. <sighs> it's just too much money. Joe, how do you feel about everything now that now that I've told you this story? I feel a lot better about my own neighbors. Yeah. Who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes I get frustrated with for sure. For, you know, they're a little loud on a Friday night. Yep. Around mm-hmm. like up until like, until like ten a.m. ten p.m. and yep. then I'm sleepy. Yeah. But I always I, I holler out the window and tell them mm-hmm. the baby's going to bed and they turn the music down. I mean, I feel a lot better about my neighbors. I feel a lot better about my taste in art. Mm, yes, you should. You should. I do. I do. And <clears throat> I I kind of feel sad for Bill and Amy because this, and I know that it's easy, very easy to be like, oh my gosh, rich people. Like I feel, I would never want to be rich because look how terrible they are. But it feels like they're trying to fill some kind of emptiness yes. in their lives. Yes. Kind of, yes. So like boredom. This had nothing to do with the art at the end of the day. They just wanted to get vengeance and be vindictive. And you yeah. can like even hear the glee in her voice. So I do. I feel a little sorry for them. Yeah. I think they're I think they they seem like deeply unhappy people, despite all of their billions of dollars. And I do not think I would be unhappy if I had their billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, I think this was just Bill's personality, like his entire life. Like he would never let anything go. Never. And we see what happens when people like crossed his path. So it, but I think you're right. Like it seems like a very sad way to live. It seems like a sad way to live, right? Yeah, it does. And ultimately, think... ultimately very isolating. Like, who is in his life now? Not his son. Not his you son. Know, not his ex-wife. Like, it's just him and Amy against the world, which, like, it's kind of, it's sad. Who is like, he going And I don't say that, I don't say that in a way that, like, I feel sorry for him. No, I saying, don't feel like, sorry for that. No, yeah. no. But, like, who's he going to borrow a cup of sugar from? He can't go to his neighbor's house. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, he probably has some in the caterer's kitchen, but yeah. No, you don't, you don't, you run out. You run out. You run out. You run out. It's you true. Do. You do. And the stores there, they close early. They so do. They do. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't think that you're doing yourself any favors yeah. over there, Bill. Yeah. Look, um, well, Joe, this has been really fun. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Things. I feel, you know, you know what I love about, I love about these talks? I feel better about my life now. Good. I do. Good. Just a little, little happier with my own circumstances. I'm really Mm -hmm. glad to hear that because as I think we know, maybe you can be too rich. Like a Midas touch by the very first time. I make decisions with my wallet, not my mind. Too 
Money is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir, and Joe Piazza. Music is by Lisa Brenner, and our network partner is ACAST. Thanks for listening.